Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast You know what day it is Inner Wealth Podcast Meditate and give So manifest the greater this And things all good Cause I say it is Investing in inner wealth Real generational wealth Is mental health It's an inside game No toxicity Let's talk and more listening Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, founder of Inception, the first mental health gym. La 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 la, inner wealth podcast. La 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 la, inner wealth podcast. La 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 la, inner wealth podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. Got another special guest. She's been here before, and I had to bring her back because her story. The journey continues. I got Miss Jacqueline here. What up, though? What up, though? <laughs> I'm not going to mess that up this time. You didn't mess that up. Did they get on you last time for messing up the Detroit slogan? You got on me, yeah. I got on you. Okay. Well, hey, we from Detroit. We gotta yeah. Let, you got to make sure that you, you do it right. Yeah, for sure. So the last time you came here, um, you were just about to embark on taking your implants out. Yep. And so you actually went and did that. Sure but last, before we even talk about um, having them going to have them taken out, let's talk about the journey that led up to even getting them in. Yeah. Because this is a thing, too, for for um, a lot of people, specifically when men talk about it. It's like when men talk about, seems like when we talk about women's issues, we get smashed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I don't necessarily feel that when women talk about men issues though i don't don't know i don't feel like they get smashed like we do if we because it's like if i make a comment i'm not making a comment out of uh you know um anger or you know i'm not trying to attack you i'm really trying to understand and then through my own lens of understanding i'm assessing and i'm making a comment like so i can my one comment that i said last time was that about why women get them in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's a self-esteem issue. Then it's, it's this thing like, no, it's not a self-esteem issue. I just yeah. want them. Yeah. But what's the what was your story in re- regarding to yeah. all of that? Well, I mean, my personally was a self-esteem issue. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid to say that. And I'm not afraid to open up about it because I know my women. <laughs> and I know it is. Mm-hmm. Like, really an acceptance thing of our body, of what it looks like, of what it's supposed to look like, or what society says it's supposed to look like Mm -hmm. what like uh, you know a man has shown you before what it you know all the reasons like magazines and social media and everything um you know for me it was I was bigger chested in high school and then I got on a fitness journey got on a health journey and that sort of left me in a place where I didn't really love my chest anymore you know it was like more skin or whatever so I just thought well aesthetically it's easy. You just go pay to have it fixed. Mm. 
And, you know, because I want to look this certain way. So it 100% was a self-esteem issue about the way that I wanted to look or the way that I wanted to be perceived. And I know we're talking about the before, but we'll get there when we talk about the after. But of course, that is something I'm still working on and still letting go the after of getting them out and getting into acceptance of what my new body is too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So when you... When you decided to take them out, what was the reaction? Because you were you were talking about it beforehand. Yeah, you mean uh, to, for other people's reaction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean most people were very supportive. Um, friends, family, even like a lot of my friends were the ones who really opened my eyes to BII or you know breast implant illness, mm. and. And so they were just really proud of me. Like I got a lot of people saying like, oh, that's so awesome. I want to do it. And I've been scared, you know, of what I look like or how it's going to feel or the recovery. Mm. So to be able to like be a voice and provide like comfort for that has been really great. But of course, there's always going to be a couple comments that don't sit well. And, Mm. you know, this is the reason why women choose to do this stuff you know there are Mm. men that were like oh why are you doing that that's stupid you know get them back in or um can i say goodbye to them i'm like Mm. did you ever say hello to them (laughs) (laughs) people said that can i say goodbye to them Mm -hmm. like they're their own entity like they're their own entity (laughs) and also like they know me right (laughs) you know right like Like that they can even speak to you that way exactly really what it boils down to i i always think of this as all being mental health issues one because there's a lack of boundaries yeah like why would i ever say something like that to you yes i mean specifically if i don't know you and if even if i do know you yeah why would i why would i say something like that like i don't have the emotional intelligence to know that's going to that could offend you and hurt you. Yeah. You know, absolutely. that statement is is one thing as men, we make statements out of times that just ignorance, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I can't just put that in ignorance. No, it's definitely. Yeah. A tra- I don't think it's trained ignorance. It's trained ignorance, or trained yeah. um, or untrained. Yeah. Unenlightened to, you know, one thing you shared last time we talked was like. I f- you feel like a natural woman is the best woman to you. So you've mm. always been taught that or that feels right to you. Mm. So like if, you know, in the instance we were partners, of course you'd be like, well, I support your journey because natural is best. But if, you, if that was never taught to somebody that mm. natural is best, no, this is what a woman looks like, Barbie, quote unquote, or whatever. And like, this is how she should look. And if she changes that and she's not going to look like that, whether she gains some weight because of having a baby or she gets her implants out mm. or, you know, anything, any reason that their body changes due to choices, um, mm. you know, it's it's not as easily received. And I can understand going to get surgeries to try to augment things because, you know, maybe you, you do want to tighten something up or, mm-hmm. you know, I can understand those things. But when you've, I call it when you come out and you look like you went to witness protection, like we don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like that, I think that's when it, that becomes extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, obviously my mom has been natural. She dyes her hair. She does things. She wears makeup here and there, but it's not like. It's not like the couturing thing now where it's just like your face is just, again, Mm -hmm. if you took it off, I wouldn't know you. Yeah. But there was a movie in the 80s called I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. It was Mm -hmm. by uh, uh, Damon Wayans, Keenan Ivory Wayans. He made the movie. And in the movie, it was a woman in there and she went on a date with this guy and they got back to the house afterwards. And I guess they about to have sex and they're taking their clothes off and stuff. And next you know, 
her breasts pop off, yeah. but it's plastic at yeah. this time. This is a plastic thing that just yeah. pops off. The chicken her, cutlets. Her butt comes off. <laughs> Next you know, her leg comes off, her eyelashes, all of that. And that was in the early 80s that they were trying to, you know, they were using comedy to talk about something and how mm-hmm. how people were doing at that time, women using their bodies. But now it's it's now you, you're putting in these things and they're they're in there. Right. But let's talk about just putting foreign objects in your body. Like, sure. Now, this is, even if it's a a leg implant or a hip 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 implant, your mm-hmm. body's going to maybe reject it. Well, yeah. I mean, your immune system is going to be triggered. Mm. Anytime anything foreign goes into your body, the immune system is trying to figure it out. You know, that's the natural response the immune system makes, which is an incredible thing that our body does. Our immune Mm. system is constantly protecting us. And so, of course, it goes into protector mode when you have foreign object put in, but not only one, but two foreign objects in your lymphatic system, across your chest, by your respiratory system. So, of course, your body is going to go into the red. Yeah. And um, so talk about just let's talk about the beginning steps of of that that surgery and, and taking them out. Like, how are you mentally even going into this? Yeah. So it was interesting. Something happened for me. And I've heard that this happens for other women, too, that decide to do the surgery where mm. just one day it kind of like switches and you're like, I'm getting the surgery. Mm. Um, and when a woman decides something, when she puts her mind to it, no, it's, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> you cannot get out of her way. Mm. So, you know, I it was a compilation of research being in that group that I talked about in the last podcast, like, you know, tens of thousands of women in a Facebook group all talking about this same things. And so I, you know, was leading up to was very empowering. Like I'm getting the surgery, I'm getting the surgery. Then I came home and I had like a couple weeks prior to my surgery, I moved here back to Michigan. Mm. I had about four weeks before my surgery. That's when we had our podcast. Mm. And, you know, it's like that starts to become looming. Like, of course, like you're always afraid when you go under. Right. Because, like, there's I was a lot afraid of scary. I wasn't going to wake up. Yes, there's yeah. a lot of scary stories about going under. My body already doesn't handle anesthesia very well. Mm. Um, I knew recovery is, recovery is like 10 times harder to get them out than it is to get them in because mm. of scar tissue. So, of course, you start to get pretty, like, I, well, personally, I start to get like a little nervous preparing up to going in, you mm. know? I did my best to. Um, sit still with it, journal a lot about it, and just know that this, I'm honestly like was straight up getting messaging from God, like this is the path, this is where you're supposed to be, this is what you're supposed to do about it, get it out of your body, and you know, you can heal from there. Um, so I trusted it, I knew it, but of course, going into any major surgery, I mean, it, it's a five, it was a five hour surgery. Wow. Yeah. Even with the best doctor, well, five hours. Yeah. You were under. I was under for five. Do you hours. remember anything? I do not remember one. See, thing. I, I've had <laughs> surgery before, and I woke up like I don't like that because you know they don't know where you go when they put you under anesthesia. Really? Doctors don't like my friend is is a doctor. She's like, we don't we don't know. Is it like a coma? <laughs> like you're like but, half but, in, but, half out. But what does that mean? Yeah, half in and out of where? I don't know. Yeah. So where do you go, and then you just wake up and come back, and yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird. Yeah. So the thing is, though, you the difference with you is you have a a, a wellness based business, mm-hmm. and yeah. you and you teach wellness, and you're really heavily into the gut and repairing the gut. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and to help women with a lot of things, even digestion issues. Mm-hmm. So you were already, and I can see how you came to that place, though, Mm -hmm. because I went down a similar journey where you were trying to reverse engineer Mm -hmm. where you currently are and how you feel and say, you know, I think I can feel better Mm -hmm. if I go and take all these things out that that I did to myself or that was done to me, heal these traumas, do all these things, and it leads you to the next step like, you know what? I need to go get my liver gallbladder. I need to do a liver gallbladder flush because mm-hmm. I haven't done that. Mm-hmm. So you look at all these layers. What about the other women who are not in that same sphere as you? How do they typically get to the place where they want to take them out? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Uh When you're sick of being sick, you'll do almost anything to get there. Mm-hmm. Here's the work. The work right now is practitioners being aware of what's happening with breast implant illness. So I have a colleague, Bridget Danner. She is acupuncturist. She does Chinese medicine, um, and she's out in California. I worked with her seven or eight years ago back when I was um, struggling with infertility. I found her online. She has a lot of mold and toxicity, um, cleansing, and you know hormone balancing. She's very, very knowledgeable. And so recently I went into her Facebook group. She reached out to me and she's like, I have really started studying breast implant illness. It's now on my intake form because I can't, I like there were some people she just was like, I can't get results. I can't get results. Mm. At the end of the day, ah, you have breast implants. So the more the information gets out there, the more that the practitioners understand what the cause and effect is of it, mm-hmm. the more the natural regular consumer will understand because they're all listening to us, right? And we're listening to the next people and we're listening and so on and so forth. So it's about having the conversations. It's about putting it on the intake forms. It's about, you know, going through all the things that people have done because at the end of the day, I'm eating organic, gluten-free, dairy-free, no sugar. I don't drink. I sleep eight hours. I meditate daily. I go on walks outside. Why am I still sick? Yeah, that's the Why? that's the worst. What is going on with yeah, me? You yeah. know, and how you know I shared like how did I not get pregnant for six years? My my ex husband was super healthy. How was I having brain fog? How did I have cystic acne? How was I having you know mucus and eye itching and all of that stuff? That's because of the breast implants that whole time. You know, and like I don't regret one second of my journey because this is what's Mm. brought me here Mm -hmm. and understanding it. But now all I want to do is help other women understand it, too. Let's talk about some of the mechanics, though, that's happening behind the scenes and why, you know, those things are to happen. And and I'll just tell you my my thoughts and then I'm sure you can go deeper into it. But it's lymphatics Mm -hmm. and you, you put. A foreign object, two of them, mm-hmm. right? Said, and you're blocking lymphatic ducts. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing with women wearing uh, wire bras. Mm-hmm. You're blocking lymphatics, mm-hmm. and then you go put toxic <laughs> deodorant underneath your arm, so yeah. then it can stick there. And then all of a sudden, you stressed out too, and you have breast cancer. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, "How did I have breast cancer?" Mm-hmm. It's like 
did you see the dominoes that took place behind mm-hmm. the scenes to mm-hmm. get you to this place? Mm-hmm. So what did, what did you learn out, outside of maybe even lymphatics, like mm-hmm. why, it's, why it's causing all these different issues? Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, you know, a post that was posted by one of my <laughs> colleagues the other day, she said, or it was obviously in Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but she said it's breast cancer, it's the middle of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I haven't yet seen one post or article on the prevention, just like on the bring awareness, make help money for the cure. Like, no, 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 no. What's the prevention mm. here? Mm. And like, yeah, we know that on a basic level, right? Inflammation leads to bacteria, bacteria leads to autoimmune, autoimmune leads to cancer. So if you start reversing it, it's like, okay, well, how do we heal autoimmune? How do we look get bacteria out of the body? How does inflammation get out? Well, if the immune system is triggered, if the lymphatic system is stuck, the body's not detoxing, that's how it happens. Yeah. So it's really about looking at the prevention of it by getting a lot of this stuff out. I think your original question was, how do we bring awareness to it what was the original question no it was just uh no it was a good tangent though but just (laughs) behind the scenes so that people can start to understand i think if we start to have these whether you want to call it basic understandings of our like lymphatic system and our immune system it's just it's a cascading effect that Mm -hmm. goes down you know Mm -hmm. from one thing it's like the body's just trying to figure out how to keep you alive Mm -hmm. and it's going to wire itself yeah. The best way it knows how to. It doesn't care. You got cystic acne. Yeah. Those are just the symptoms that's happening because mm-hmm. it's trying to wire itself to protect yeah. you. It can't yeah. get the it can't remove the implants. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna do? So it's gonna create it's gonna create byproduct symptoms to keep warning you that something is off. And you know, on a really basic level, how we detox is sweat, pee, and poop, right? right. So like most people are definitely peeing every day, but I'm telling you, like, at least 70% of women that I see in my in my practice are not pooping on a daily basis. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard of that. I've heard people, I've heard women who went once a week, and I'm like, how, yeah. how many times did you eat this week? Yeah. Or yes. um, I haven't had a period in six months. They're not pregnant. Mm-mm. Yeah, I knew I knew I worked with a couple bodybuilders, women Mm -hmm. bodybuilders who were like that. It's like your system is very out of balance. Yeah, it's out of balance. If the body isn't getting rid of toxins and they're stuck in there, that's what the immune system is is now attacking. And that's Mm -hmm. what creates a lot of the issues. But it goes back further than that. It's like, okay, on any level, you know, sweat, pain, poop. Okay, we were doing that for many, many years. And maybe many people are doing it now, but we're exposed to 10 times Mm. the amount of toxins, even us being on this level of healthy. Yeah. It's like, you know, I walk into a store and we talked about this last time. I walk into a store and this girl's like next to me with this 10 pounds of perfume on. Mm. Or, you know, you you get um, something new in the mail and there's off gassing from your new bed or your new rug. The mattresses is horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually. Because when you got to let them things sit out, when they tell you let it sit out for a Two days or something? Why? And then I'm going to lay yeah. on it? <laughs> yeah. I found the best mattress that has no off-gassing, by What's the way. One? Am I allowed to say it? Like, we can plug them? <laughs> it's a mm. local company. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, their name's Majestic Beds. I just I'm got mine Wednesday. Okay. It's off the hook. It's so amazing. I didn't smell. Not one off-gassing. It's biodegradable soy. Um, yeah, some soy kind of thing but it's incredible and it didn't it's no off gassing there's no Mm. thing behind it but neither here nor there what i'm saying is like we're constantly exposed these toxins even if we're on a healthy level so like if you're not 
I know most people are peeing, but if you're not sweating or pooping daily, then what, you know, what's sitting in your body and then it gets stuck in your web of fascia, like mm-hmm. in your lymphatic system and it's just stuck there and people wonder why they have chronic pain Yeah, is all of your toxins just sitting in your body. I did a gua sha a scrape session with somebody um, recently and they were like, I, I bruise easily. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't bruise easily. You're congested. Because mm-hmm. when, when you see the, the, the blood coming to the surface and I'm like, when you just lightly, mm-hmm. I'm like your your system is very congested, congested you yeah. know. And they're like, what are that? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, well, you you got permanent tattoo of your eyebrows and mm-hmm. your, your 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 skin is constantly pushing out that toxic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it constantly is working the lymphatic system. You yeah. got it right on your face, you know, or wherever else you got tattoos and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And like you said, mm-hmm. the. 10 pounds of perfume, mm-hmm. like, literally does feel like that. Yeah. I, mean, I I read an article. It said, like, the average woman puts on 45 products a day. I read it years ago. It was on Mercola's site. It yeah. was, like, 163. Okay, yeah. But, but, <laughs> I'm, like, I a mean, 10, but... <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, honestly, let's, let's see if we can just name some. Yeah. Well, let's start at the head. Shampoo, conditioner, whatever three products You I do as a woman. Hair. I do it as yeah. a man. Okay. <laughs> go, okay. Go, okay. Okay. I'm going to go on a day I shower. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Shampoo, conditioner, whatever I put in my hair, you know, my, my stuff to make it curly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, face wash, my toner, the... T- Three serums or whatever I put okay, on my we SPF. Be all of this. Good God, I, <laughs> I mean, lost eight. track. All right, that's <laughs> this eight. is just me, by the way, because I'm I'm super. You know, I don't no, wear a lot of makeup. Just like you know, little okay, liquid. Okay, so let, we at eight. Where are we at eight? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so like whatever it is, my little you know BB cream, a uh, little bit of blush, uh, you know, a couple. Let's say two or three more things on my face. I don't even wear mascara. Um, oil, body lotion, um, and I mean, I think deodorant. You wear deodorant. I do. I, okay. Some days, <laughs> most days, um, it's all natural. But yeah, I mean, but it's so I'm probably somewhere around 15 products. But I'm like super. Yeah, but basic. all your products are more naturally based products. Not so more naturally, completely. Completely natural. natural. Okay, yeah. so if you take that same approach and, and every woman does the same thing, mm-hmm. but they're using non-natural Toxic. products, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's not just about the one product that's like, oh, no, this, they say it's not harmful and stuff, but you're not comparing it, as Dr. Perry say, to the other 15 products that cross, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, go against each other. They're antagonistic, and now yeah. it creates this whole uh, chemical, biochemical storm that you didn't even know about. Right, absolutely. And, you know, like, even just compared to Europe, you know, Europe bans about 1,300 chemicals in their products. We only ban like eleven or twelve at this point. There's like eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. And when they yeah. ban thirteen thousand, hundred, yeah, thirteen hundred. Oh, okay, yeah. that's still a lot. So like, let's say you bought like some whatever, like CVS brand, like like Lancome eye cream, right? It's mm-hmm. like so basic, something you buy at CVS, which a lot of people use. If you bought the same Lancome product in Europe, it has tons less chemicals. It's made of ten times more natural ingredients. So you're telling me that the market changes itself when there's regulations in place. 100%. They still are a company. It's not mm-hmm. like, so they really could be doing it the other way. Mm-hmm. Why don't they? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Feels like America wants to keep us sick. <laughs> it, it, it definitely feels that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to go down a conspiracy route, but, eh, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 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 but are they 
because they use these toxic type products, I don't, do they go in with the mindset like, these are toxic products we're going to, like, or do they go in the mindset of these, these ingredients are the cheapest ingredients to get to what we want. So mm-hmm. it's a, really about profit, not necessarily about us trying to contaminate you. Yeah. Both, I think, but probably the latter more just because that's like the mindset, Mm. of course, is like what's the cheapest option. Um, And that's not necessarily like how Europeans think, you know, but Mm. um, but yeah, I do think that probably I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. I'm like, do you think people know what's happening? Like, do you think people like whatever in these products or the FDA or something like that, like they know what the cause and effect is and they're turning a blind eye? Or do you think they actually don't know and we're like enlightened and we understand it and they just are like, we don't know? No, because I, cause you, you don't know about the, the influx of uh, emails and phone calls they may get about a product, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. it's not until so many people have died that now it becomes an issue. And the thing about um, these products or even implants that we're talking about, it's a slow death. Mm -hmm. So so it doesn't, it's not as like, oh, you know what? You drank cyanide or Mm -hmm. something. Now you're dead. You just drop dead. Mm -hmm. Carbon monoxide, you go in a room, you can die in Mm -hmm. less than minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So with that slow death, oh, well, Mm -hmm. oh, well. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like with, you know, things like Botox and like, you know, fillers and all mm-hmm. the stuff that we put on our body is literally like slowly deteriorating your organs and lymphatic system. Talk, talk to me about Botox. What does that do? Because a lot of people are doing the Botox lip lip injections and, 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 and some people talk about doing it for migraines for the forehead. But what mm-hmm. what exactly is Botox? Do you know the chemical makeup of it? Well, not not 100%. So I don't want to speak to it and then speak wrong. But, it you know, it is a chemical. Yes. At the very base of it. And you're injecting it right into your lymphatic system. To is that the is that the whole point of it? Of well, Botox? Yeah. Is it jacking into your <laughs> lymphatic? That just sounds ridiculous well, to me. Let me look that up. Well, if you think about it, okay, so here let's just look at the re- okay, let's look at the reason people use Botox. They use Botox because they sweat a lot. So they do you know that? No, they Pe- use Botox because they Pe- sweat a lot. They inject they inject their armpit. Okay. If people have excessive sweat. They're injecting their armpit with Botox to stop the the glands from sweating. Now think about how unnatural that process is (laughs) to stop your body from sweating, but not only stop your process from sweating, David, to literally inject a chemical right into the very part of your body that gets rid of toxins. Why are we so ass backwards? I like that. That should be our new slogan. (laughs) Why are we so ass backwards? America. We're ass backwards. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when you start to look at these types of things, so the bodies, like, we don't like our body. Yeah. Like, we've been programmed not to like our body. I swear. Because you're going to stop yourself from sweating when your body is doing that. Still, it's a, it's a, it's a system, and mm-hmm. it's a protection system. Mm-hmm. It's an elimination system. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to stop it. Yeah. I'm going to stop sweating. Let's yeah. put this deodorant, as, again, mm-hmm. as lock, block, 
block it up. Mm -hmm. So Botox? Mm -hmm. Well, and the same thing for migraines. It's like, well, the migraine is a sign and a symptom that your body is off. You're getting a migraine because you're, you know, staring at a computer all day or you're eating terrible food or you're stressing Mm -hmm. out or your hormones are imbalanced. So let's just cover it up with Botox. Yeah. Does it take away your headaches? 100%. Do we need it as an interim, you know, intervention? Maybe. But why are you getting headaches? Why are you sweating Mm -hmm. a lot? We're we're a symptom chasing society, mm-hmm. and be if the if the medical system um, really chases symptoms, then mm-hmm. we as participants and look to them as being the people who have, oh they know about health, but mm-hmm. not when the doctor goes out smoking some pack of cigarettes. I mean I don't know how that's a pillar of health, but Mm-mm. but you still condition. We talked about that mm-hmm. off air about mm-hmm. the conditioning. So let's go down and talk about conditioning mm-hmm. for a second. Mm-hmm. And first, I want to talk about the conditioning of us and how we be- view beauty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being a little boy and watching uh, TV and um, seeing head and shoulder commercials. Mm-hmm. I wanted to use head and shoulders. Because the hair was so pretty. But none of them look like me. Yeah, yeah. Like, True. oh, that's for, that's, I'm like, well, does that work for black people here? <laughs> no, David, it doesn't. <laughs> so my mom said, no, no, you don't need head and shoulders. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I don't really know what's different about head and shoulders from other, from other shampoos, to be honest. But, you know, I'm sure it's just a couple different chemicals that help, you know, alleviate flakes or whatever it is. But why do you have dandruff? Why do you have dandruff? Right. So, <laughs> like, right. Why is your skin Again, dry? Yeah. Um, Don't ask, how can I get rid of dandruff? Ask, why do I have and, dandruff? And head and shoulders is not necessary. Black people's scalp typically tends to probably be more moist, I believe. I think so. I don't know. Oily. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. Um, I may be wrong on that, but that's just my thoughts. Um, but I was talking about the conditioning of it and how we've seen stuff on TV and it's like you want it to look a certain way. And you can see generationally how it's shifted. Again, mm-hmm. like the boob thing came about, I mean, I'm only 41, so, but I didn't really see it, hear about it probably to like the 90s. 90s big, yeah. Got big. And then... Um, then clothing start to become it more revealing. Mm-hmm. It's slowly, we slowly, if you saw over time, we slowly got here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things on TV start to become more uh, raunchy or mm-hmm. uh, uh, vulgar. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, Justin Timberlake rips Janet Jackson's mm-hmm. nipple off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it is slowly it to, go, to the point, yeah. then you get to the point where, we're on IG, and we don't even really watch TV, per se, as the nationally syndicated TV. Mm-hmm. We watch our TV screens, mm-hmm. and now here you are as a young girl, and you're getting programmed, hyper-programmed, mm-hmm. because you see the success. There's a success attached to that beauty now that mm-hmm. you can see from a number standpoint, like a scoreboard. Yeah. Like, oh, you got a million yeah, followers. followers. That's because yeah. you got your butt done. You got mm-hmm. all this done. So what does that do? Mm-hmm. From a man's perspective, it happens in the same way. Yeah. It just happens in a different way. I mean, you know, watching all the hardcore uh, action movies, all these dudes are jacked, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, and mm-hmm. you know, and then every guy's asking, how much you bench? Mm-hmm. How much I bench? Like, what are yeah. we having a bench comp- <laughs> bench pressing comp- competition? Mm-hmm. So all these conditioning happens over time, and here we are, and we make these decisions mm-hmm. based on all of that. Mm-hmm. So in order to really 
change. We got to come out of the program matrix that we've gotten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I talk about it all the time when it comes to dieting because like my programs and stuff are very heavily oriented on not dieting anymore and making sustainable changes for a lifestyle and living balance and, Mm -hmm. um, and, and like, you know, getting out of diet culture, but you're talking about if a woman is the same age as me in her late thirties, like through the eighties and nineties and the two thousands of 30 years of programming of what dieting looks like or how we, how we secretly stress eat and how we body shame and food shame and food anxiety and all that. I'm just using it as food relation here, but Mm. it, it can be in any different way is you need to look a certain way. So if you don't, you have to guilt or shame your way into doing that and hate your body until you get there or restrict yourself or put yourself through surgery or put yourself through, you know, 12 weeks of basically like Navy SEAL training to to, to, to get get ripped. Yeah, like (laughs) what kind of life is that? Like when I wake up, I want to say to myself, like, what do I need today? Really, like, what do I need today? Not like I have to do this today because I need to lose 10 pounds by so-and-so's wedding or I need to, you know, get ripped so I can wear this tight T-shirt and go around ladies and get ladies. Mm -hmm. Like specifically, like... Does anyone wake up and ask their body what it needs anymore? You know, like for real, like that's what Mm. we need to be doing. Again, the same thing, like not, not how do I get there, but why is this happening and Mm. what do I what do I need to change in my lifestyle? You know, like he was talking about, you know, producer came in here and talked about like, I asked him what, what changed for you? He said he started feeling physically and mentally better by exercising. I said, well, what shifted it for you? He said, I just got tired of feeling that way. I just got tired of doing that. Like at some point, everyone has to wake up and stop getting tired of feeling a certain way and shaming themselves into it. And that's the most important thing I think about the whole conversation is why are we talking about it's not about a moral good, bad. It's about uh, for me, it's about resourceful and feeling. Like mm-hmm. you said, when you feel better and let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. When you feel better, you're like, wow, mm-hmm. I feel amazing. <laughs> and I didn't have to do X, Y, Z when I've been programmed that I need to do X, Y, Z. Right. Um, so after you. You went and you got the implants out. Mm-hmm. What was the feeling? Yeah, I want. I want to say right after. Right. That's going to. That's <laughs> yeah. Just don't go, ask me right after. <laughs> don't ask right after. That's not. We could talk about that too. But I want to transition into what are the what are the what are the things you saw? What are the resources, mental emotional resources you saw come back to yourself after mm-hmm. taking something foreign out of your body? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely took a little bit of time for me to see and get clarity, but I think physically, immediately people could see a difference in my face. Mm -hmm. Um, My skin was less dull. Uh, It was like brighter or like a couple people were like, do you have a tan or, you know, what's Mm -hmm. different about you? I'm like, oh no, I got my implants out. My eyes were whiter. My skin hasn't broken out since. Um, The cognitive or like I would say like the brain fog really lifted and the concentration's a lot better and quality of life. Like I saw those things pretty immediately. Um, Mm. specifically the physical look of my face, you know, uh, I think you saw the before and after seven days post-surgery. I would like like to see if I can, if I can implement that into this video and do it side by side. But you definitely, when I looked at it, I was like, yeah, you, you, you can tell 
You can tell your lymphatic system was working better. Yeah, And yeah. you can tell your blood flow was working better, too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, so those things were almost immediate. And then, you know, as I started stepping back into, you know, I think it was really tough for me. The, big, the hardest part was like not being able to exercise. Hmm. But once I was able to get back and start exercising, you know, little by little, and like, hmm. I was just shocked at like how strong and like amazing my body was able to adapt back and like really mm. build my strength with you know my trainer and work through you know just just getting strong again you know all the way up until I just moved into a new place this week and I was like oh awesome I can carry all this stuff now um but my strength feels stronger is that like a mm. weird thing to say but it does yeah, like I'm, I'm like wow I'm capable of some very strong things um and my neck and back pain is better that's a couple like immediate things. Yeah, that came up for me. Wow. And just from, you know, you do you spend all this time and you you do all these different things like I'm not hardcore on everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I just believe it's balanced about everything. You can swing and you can be eat all the cleanest stuff in the world, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, really what you're trying to get to is a certain place, but um I try to stay more balanced. Like somebody asked me like, "You you drink?" I said, I'll have a drink. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, but but I can see the programming of mm-hmm. where you talk about all this health based stuff, and I would like to think that you do nothing mm-hmm. that's considered unhealthy. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the that's not the thing. Yeah, that's not the point. That's not the point. The point is when you're doing everything unhealthy and yeah. a little bit of health, and you're thinking you you're wondering why you don't feel well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if I do majority of the stuff that's healthy, mm-hmm. can I do something that maybe that doesn't seem as healthy? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because my body has the resources to even help me out in that situation. Right, right, one hundred percent. Yeah, and and you know, I that's that message is well received for me because I think people will potentially, you know, put someone like you or I like on a pedestal where mm. it's like everything is like holy and nothing can live right. up to it or whatever mm. but like it's it's not true like I go out with my girlfriends and we get dessert sometimes mm. or like sometimes you know it's like movie night and you know grab a pizza but like there are there oh I do want some pizza yeah you just said that I'm like, I want some pizza <laughs> Is this what what I like to talk about with my clients, with my friends, with everybody that will listen to me <laughs> is is about developing non-negotiables, right? Mm. So like I'm going to grab a pizza, but I'm not going to grab it from not to be named like crappy big box stores that are close near me. I might make my own pizza or I might get it from like a better quality, like an Italian market or something like that, where I know mm. they're doing better quality ingredients. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a drink, but I'm going to have good liquor or good beer, whatever I want. I'm not going to have like crappy, you know, so it's in just the point of what I'm trying to say is I start to value my body so much. I start to really like think like, wow, this is my only home that I have to live in for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So all the (coughs) intruders need to be out and all the healing awesome things can be in. And yes, of course, can we do things in balance and and be unhealthy sometimes? Yeah. But what are my like baseline Mm non-negotiables that I'm not willing to waver from because I respect myself and I value myself so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, my baseline negotiable is not I can't work for other people. Yeah. <laughs> I have that one too. <laughs> for my mental mental emotional yeah. health, I have to that's I nope. 
Yeah. And see, you start to develop a list. Like I could probably ask you, say three more and you'd have it. Like, but so many people don't have this list of their non-negotiables. Yeah. Like, what do I need to function, to feel good on a daily basis? And I'll do this. I'll like work through this with my clients or with, you know, people who need it. It's like, let's start to recognize your values. Mm-hmm. What are your values? How do you stay in alignment? And what are these non-negotiables that that you like can't skip and like yeah. will not waive or have boundaries on them so that you don't feel bad? You know, oftentimes they feel like people don't have the contrast to even know true what those things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I mentioned this to some people yesterday, and I was just like, you've you've been stuck in this for so long that you lost lost contrast to the point where you you sleep with the TV on. You know, it takes you more than 10, 20 minutes to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. You wake up multiple times in the night, mm-hmm. you know, and you think that's, or you eat very late. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the time your body should be resting, not digesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, you think that's normal. Mm-hmm. You need, so people come out of inception and they have a contrast. And mm-hmm. they're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you look at Iron Man, remember. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. A suit that Iron Man wears and Jarvis is in there. And he's mm-hmm. constantly saying, hey, Tony, we got this going on. We got that going on. We got thrusters or down capacity. Your body speaks to you in the same exact way. It just mm-hmm. doesn't sound like an AI robot in your ear. <laughs> right, exactly. But that, that pain that you're feeling, mm-hmm. that's an indicator. Like I'll literally, I sit and press on my body all the time because mm-hmm. Dr. Perry has even told me about that. It's like anywhere you press and there's pain, there's an issue. Mm-hmm. You should not. You should be able to push into tissue and it shouldn't hurt. Right. Exactly. So if you push into tissue and it hurts, mm-hmm. that's that's something that needs to be addressed. One hundred percent. Yeah. 
I just saw something else the other day that said the cure for the common cold is the common cold. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Like that's going to hit for some people because yeah. like the cold, we don't need to get, you know, like, I mean, granted, if you have, if you're really healthy, you might not get a cold, but you're getting a cold. Your body is getting a cold to just like purge your system of everything that's in it. So like that's your sign to take a rest, to sleep, to take off work, to stop stressing, to mm. eat, you know, soup, to all these things to heal your body. Because that's like the end, you know, for me. It's like if I get sick, I'm like, oh, I, I did. That's it. I'm at the end of the line here. I ran my body too hard. And mm. I... This is like, this is the edge for me. Like I'm looking over the edge. Like I got to go back. I got to get back to all these things because if I don't, like this is where disease starts, you know? So from your surgery and you went to that bad place, I was recently sick probably a month ago. I think I talked to you about it. I was, I was, I didn't have COVID. I tested COVID, tested for COVID like twice, was negative. Mm. I had uh, a fever, ongoing fever. This was happening for weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And I'm like, really? I didn't go to a doctor or anything. I'm yeah. just troubleshooting. That's just me. I'm not telling mm-hmm. you. That, that's, that's what y'all want to do. But I didn't do that. I'm yeah. sitting at home. I'm I'm grounding. I'm using all of my... I'm not doing anything different than what I normally do. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing more of it. Right. And, and I'm just sleeping and stuff. But um, when I was in that, I was like, man, I feel so bad. I remember how bad I felt. And I was like, I haven't felt this bad in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I just said to myself, man, when I actually start to feel better, I'm going to have such contrast of what that feels like. And to me, being sick like that was a gift. Mm-hmm. And I knew my body was going to adjust and get stronger. Because mm-hmm. that's what the body does. Right. If Absolutely. it can, what they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, that's true. It's adaptation. It's so true. So in your 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 journey with the, the implants and I'm sure you went down some mm-hmm. some dark places. Did you how did that feel going from that dark place to where you do you feel better now? Yes. I mean yeah. I so the thing is is that, you know, implants have over forty chemicals in them that make up an implant. Everyone thinks it's just plastic or whatever the outside is and mm. then liquid on the inside whether it's silicone or saline. That's not true. It has formaldehyde. Mm. Um I mean like their chemicals are failing me because they have so many crazy well, formaldehyde, names. Formaldehyde. What's what what's formaldehyde typically in? Like is you know a product that is typically in? Well, it's in Diet Coke. Really? Formaldehyde, yeah. But formaldehyde, you know, is the product that they, it's the chemical that they use for embalming dead people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so. I put that in uh, St. Ives too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what St. Ives is? Yeah. I, I learned that when I was in uh, high school, a guy came in to do a talk. He's like, St. Ives, that's formaldehyde, that's embalming fluid, it's yeah. malt liquor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. y'all drinking malt liquor. And I'm You're like, drinking oh, we drinking formaldehyde. formaldehyde. <laughs> Well, it's in Diet Coke, too. So many Mm. people are drinking that there. But a lot of beauty products because, of course, like if it's embalming, it's like meant to not let you ferment, basically. It's like a um, preservative. Preservative, right, on the very high level. So, of course, Mm. you know, so these 40 plus chemicals that are in the implant then, you know, go into your body, Um, heavy metals, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. So when you get them out, you're not just like, automatically better 
which I think a lot of people thought that that's what would happen. Like, I was better, but I'm not my best. And, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? So you have the implant that's causing obstructions. That's one issue. Mm -hmm. Then you have the implant that's causing toxicity. Mm -hmm. So we have these compounding issues. So you remove the implant, and, yes, there's going to be a a uptick of health. Mm -hmm. But then you still have to deal with the residual damage that's been happening from the leakage, Mm -hmm. the micro leakage into Mm -hmm. the body Mm -hmm. and the scar tissue over years. Mm -hmm. So even though you you still spiked up, Mm -hmm. there's more work to do. There's so so much more work to do. What did you do? Let's talk about what's some of the stuff that you start to do. Sure. So the first thing is that you can't detox for three months post-surgery. It's like every doctor, any smart doctor will tell you not to detox the body because you can't detox when your body is healing a wound. Mm. Okay? So like big big scars, like big cuts in my body, a lot of scraping, you know, they did the complete M block. Um, so a lot of scar tissue, well, the, the M block, um, uh, how do you say it? Encapsulectomy is when they take the implant and the capsule out together at the same time. So literally my implant was covered in a, in a, um, cocoon of, of, uh, scar tissue. So they could cut it open and peel it around it. it. It was crazy. I'll show you the images later. But the point is, is that, mm-hmm. you know, so that's w- one thing you're dealing with that getting out of your body and your body has to heal. So three, my doctor is the best doctor, I think. And she says three months. So I'm only at 15 weeks. So I just started getting testing and figuring out like what's going on in my body. So here's what's testing positive in my body, heavy metals, mold, and then like liver, I got some liver congestion going on. Even with doing AIP protocol, super, super high paleo protocol um, prior to surgery, all of my supplementations to prepare for surgery, being organic, all these things for five, 10 years, I still have this in my body. So Hmm. imagine like, you know, people that don't do it. So I'm working with, you know, a couple practitioners and we can't do it all at once. So, you know, we're going to start by um, doing some uh, binding agents to start getting the mold. And chelation. the Chelations. Yeah, mm-hmm. start to get the mold and um, heavy metals out of my body, which I think is probably just responsible for a lot of the residual health issues that I'm still having. Um, I'm not expecting for everything to be, you know amazing and perfect right away like this is a journey and i'm learning and i'm growing and and as i'm doing it i'm sharing a lot about it because i want women to know like this is why you feel this way every day so it's 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 gonna be a slow burn and i'm just taking all of like the rest of 2021 and 2022 to just really focus on all of this like just getting this stuff out of my body and focusing Mm -hmm. on not trying to rush it Mm -hmm. just doing it step by step and working with some of the best practitioners to do it and like i'm a practitioner right like i know this stuff but i'm not going to do it myself like that i that i can't you can't you got to get outside your body sometimes and really see some other people to help you heal and like asking for the help was the best thing that I did because I really need other people and like I say this to people all the time like coaches need coaches too so Mm. you know ask for help get the help you need from the practitioners because they're the ones that can direct you in the right and I'm glad you said that because when I was sick I was saying I I was doing it myself but no I went to Dr. Jake and literally uh he's a he's a um apply um kinesiology chiropractor Mm -hmm. aka Mm -hmm. doctor and so like yeah, ma'am, I was uh I was really out. Like it like I had some type of virus in my body and he yeah. was able to measure that. And um 
and I went to him. Rashad and Troy from Earn Your Leisure were in town, and I remember I had just got finished shooting shooting something for I think I can't remember what we were shooting and I had to go down there and see those guys and I'm thinking I'm not gonna make it yeah. I wanted to see Dr. Jake one adjustment lights came on wow Isn't then I crazy? went down there yeah 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 occiput my occiput was so locked mm-hmm. like and he just and I was like went down <laughs> lights came on and then I needed to go and do that a, a few more times yeah so definitely having your your practitioner that's somebody who's more skilled than me in um, a lot of different areas. And I go and I say, you know, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I literally mm-hmm. went to him. I said, I think I'm dying, bro. Mm-hmm. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, even if they're not more skilled, even if they're just like on your level, but they can provide a mm. different. Because like when you don't feel good, you're not thinking straight. Like yeah. I, I know for the last couple years as the breast implant illness got worse i was not thinking straight i just kept like throwing things at the situation to make me Mm. feel better but then it was like stepping outside and somebody else saying could it be potentially this or can we start to look in this direction and i was like okay like thank you for that like that's right like i wasn't even looking at it that way right do you think that obviously Breast augmentation, I'm pulling up the numbers here. It's like the top thing to do in terms of plastic surgery. I would think that the uh, the butt implant thing is starting to rise because that, that's like I've in the last, I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, 10 years ago when that became a thing, I was like, what? <laughs> it's kind like, of you're really doing that? Like, yeah. and that's a thing. And then I saw, I saw people was getting calf implants too, mm-hmm. uh, or I saw men getting breast implants. Yeah. That's another thing. Men do get breast implants. They do. Um, is there going to ever be a, or have you seen something that's going to be a, a more natural way to augment your body without having these these types of issues? Well, so one thing that's big in Europe, and clearly I love Europe a lot, um, is re-injecting fat into. So mm-hmm. like you have to have enough fat somewhere right. to take it out of you do the liposuction. You can't pull somebody else's fat. I think maybe you can. Farm. Like that'd be a thing. What if there was a fat? That'd be nasty. <laughs> hey, you know they already do it for extension hair, right? What? Well, real oh. hair. Oh yeah, yeah, is from yeah. But if else, you take yeah. somebody else's fat and put it in your know. body, I mean, it might. They might be doing it. I don't know. You, you know what's Google in fat it. though? Hmm. Toxins. Yeah. Toxicity. Of course. So do I really want to? In your butt. <laughs> Put someone else's toxins in your butt. Man, you can be like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> what does it feel like to sit on them, though? If anybody is watching this right now and they have them, I want to know what it feels like to sit on that. Because, like, are you talking about the the fat, the transfer? fat or the implants? But like, the fat anything. has to feel more like a butt because it's, yeah. it's it's fat, yeah. right? Yeah. So we know about the fat transfer. Yeah. The problem with the fat transfer, like with most yeah. women, you start working out. You can't now dictate if you don't lose that or yeah. not because you're gonna burn that fat. Yeah, you can burn the fat, right? Yeah. So, do you how many times you had to go get a fat transfer? I don't know, but like you know that they're they're doing it a lot for like just the lip, you know, injections and and stuff like or filler for the face. Well, the well, they'll use fat? fat. Yeah, someone's fat instead of using <laughs> like a chemical. But I think the same thing as you. Like, what's in the 
now what's in the fat? Are we redepositing? Who, whose fat toxins? is it? Well, the, that person's fat. your fat. So you're just yeah. taking my 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 dysfunctional fat, <laughs> yeah, and putting it somewhere else. Yeah, you putting your you're taking the fat from the butt and putting on your lips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. We're laughing, you got them but booty it's, lips. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that that just don't even seem right, but oh my god! Okay, let's talk I mean, about this. We're not gonna live that one down. <laughs> let's talk about this though. So you know, I don't know if they're gonna create something that's more healthy in that. I, I mean, hey, mm-hmm. if we can create rocket ships, we can probably create figure mm-hmm. out that out. Yeah, but more and more people are gonna start going to this metaverse. Mm-hmm. What's that? You know what the metaverse is? No, I don't. Oh, my God. You're about to school me on air. The metaverse is, is you know, Facebook changed its name to Meta. Oh, yeah. Right? I forgot. But, I just keep hearing it called Meta. But it's a 3D world. It is? Yes. You I put mean, on so Ocu- you put on an Oculus headset and you're going to... You ever seen Ready Player One? Mm-mm. Oh, man. I, I know. I tell you. everybody. You got to watch that movie. <laughs> so Ready Player One is this real augmented reality that you put a headset on. It's like imagine us doing a podcast and we're not at this table. We got headsets on and we we literally walked into a room. Wow. Like we walked into this room. Everything is three-dimensional. You can look everything up, down, left, right. Mm-hmm. And we sit down and we, we have a conversation. Okay. So in that world, you're going to be able to wear avatar that you choose. Oh, yeah. So will people really care about augmenting the physical body when everything would be about being in that that metaverse and augmenting that, which is just a click of a button to change? I mean, you're gonna have people walking around like the looking like the predator and stuff, like yeah. aliens or something, because you can change your this own. This is nuts. Yeah, this is mind blowing to me. Yeah, this is like, happening. What's wrong with the real world? <laughs> Well, if it's the real world, but <laughs> so that's because that's gonna make you question reality in that regard too. We're we're already questioning reality. Yeah, we already think that the people avatars on these social media is who they are. No, until you meet them, mm-hmm. right? And then you're like, oh, I thought you were taller. Yeah. You're like, what do you mean you thought I was taller? That's Why'd like, you think oh. I was taller? <laughs> because you saw my avatar. Yeah, my avatar then. Match up to your yeah. expectations, so you're already not living in the real world. Yeah, that's like Bumble. What's, oh, with the dating app? Yeah. Well, how does that work? Um, what do you mean? That's why it's like, what do you mean? Because you can really, you know, you can say whatever you want to say on there. Or you can put the picture, you filter the picture however you want to filter the picture, oh, whatever you true. put it up, and then you yeah. meet a person in real life, and you're like, hmm. I need, I need to see your uh, non-augmented self. Yeah. <laughs> but you're doing that already, though, with makeup yeah. and all the things, too. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that, and it's... Right. We're just doing more of the same stuff in a right. digital way. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. We'll see what happens yeah. with that. <laughs> so I just wonder, will body augmenting change in Maybe. this world based on people, the younger generation, wanting to do it in that world? Potentially. I've seen. I've, see, I've been seeing some girls posting um, some videos, like signs or here's a here's a video to show you social media is not real and then they post the real photo and then they post the filtered photo and then they post the real photo and they fold and i'm like wow like i always wondered how girls look like this in real life but they don't <laughs> like mm. it's crazy their faces you have you know? to send that to me yeah i'll send you the one that would it change in the neck size and stuff well, it's like, like that yeah the you know the cheeks being more <laughs> mm-hmm. defined and then like you know the eyes coming up more the eyebrows thicker the nose of course if you did that to me right now i would look like a different person you know but here's the like thing a cat. maybe <laughs> <laughs> like a busted cat but like the thing is is that i like the way that i look 
and I don't want to change it. In fact, I, I only want to improve it for my health to improve. And that's like how we just, with the meta you just told me, I just feel like we're getting farther and farther away from people really like loving and accepting themselves just as they are. I totally believe if you can start to uh, do the self-mastery on the body that you inhabit and 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 doing the best for it, like you said, asking the question, what do I mm-hmm. need? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be way more attractive than you ever could be attractive by putting stuff in your body that blocks mm-hmm. the shell that you live in, mm-hmm. that diminishes your resources. You, It's yeah. like you can't. Yeah. You can't be more attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll be more attractive to people who are just as... I don't want. I don't. I don't like that word toxic. That don't. That's not a good word. But those who live in that that yeah. same reality is you. Altered reality. Yeah. Because you're living in a reality and a facade. It's mm-hmm. like, oh look, I got all this, you know, whatever mm-hmm. possessions that I put on my body, whether it's clothes, whether it's makeup, whether it's whatever. And it's mm-hmm. just like, but that's not you. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who are you? I need yeah. to see you. Yeah. And I think the more authentic you can be, I just think. I just think. Being authentic makes you attractive. Yeah. I wish everybody thought being authentic made you attractive. Because you're owning it. Right. Exactly. You're owning it. Like, yep, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, not to talk about Europe again, but <laughs> but every time I go there, it's not, you know, I don't know. That Which it's part just, in Europe? Well, I mean, I've specifically been to Spain and Italy many times. and Because you're this, Italian, right? I'm Italian, yeah, but I also mm-hmm. love Spanish culture. I love being in Spain. I think it's absolutely incredible. But like... They just do not give a shit, okay? Like, no matter what they look like, they walk around like they are the bee's knees. Like, you'll see just, like, anything from, like, a fat grandma to, like, a skinny model wow. to, like, a middle, middle-aged normal woman just strutting. Like, just happy in their own world, doing their own thing, not on their phones, just living. But that's not, that, that may be in Spain, but that's not in Latin culture when you go to the islands and stuff. Which islands? It's damn near all of them. I oh. mean, you're talking about uh, South America. Oh, no, no, no. They're very yeah, into I meant augmented yeah. bodies. No, Okay, no. so, but yeah. the thing is, here's the thing. Why Why are they able to walk around and, and not care? Because they don't have the same level of programming to care. Right, exactly. They don't have the programming. Right. Yeah, and so, you know, you would see all walks of life there and, mm. and, and just different types of people. Like, there was no, we need to look like a certain person. You know, like, there's not one holy grail like kim k we all need to look like kim k and now right. everybody here in looks la like, looks like kim k yeah. right i remember but, when that started so, so crazy but like there in um you know well i mean it's not i don't think it's just europe like i mean i think it's a lot of that just side of the world in general is just like that stuff just doesn't define people. And mm. like even even this is just like the simplest thing, right? But in Italian culture, so like let's say it's fall season, right? Like something normal like people will do is it's fall, I'm going to go shopping, buy all new clothes, all this stuff. Like in Italian culture, they buy one or two really nice outfits, very high end, like they'll they'll pay good money for them, but then they wear them every day. Like, they might just switch in and out the pieces or whatever. Mm. Like, you see them in the same outfit a lot, but they look amazing. And that's just, like, goes to show, like, less is more. And that you really don't need a ton of stuff or to look a certain way to feel good. And they don't really do a lot of fillers or Mm. a lot of dieting or anything. They just live Mm. happy, joyful lives and, like, really focus on 
the moment. I, for me, that's the part of the work that I that I I, I help people do. It's mm-hmm. so like get to that understanding of um, less is actually more, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you see it even with things like you 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 take mm-hmm. caffeine or uh, alcohol or marijuana. The more you do of it, mm-hmm. the more you do it is the body creates this mm-hmm. resilience to it. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to be like it was when you first did it because you, you're consistently doing it. It's the mm-hmm. same thing with social media. Mm-hmm. Like that dopamine, we're all on dopamine over, overload. I feel it in my body. I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got I to gotta detox because I'm not feeling my happiness to the level that I know I could feel it because mm-hmm. I'm constantly, like I just looked yesterday and I sitting in a chair like, I got my phone in my hand. I got my laptop on my lap. I got the TV on. And all between this is all just data mm-hmm. and information I'm mm-hmm. taking in. And it's all just dopamine. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at this. Look at that. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, what did my brain feel like when I was 12? Oh, my God. That sounds so amazing. I just do. you it, saying it, that it gave me dopamine. <laughs> and I think, though, am I, am I just romanticizing mm. a time where... There was less stimulus, or is it? I I honestly believe that again. It goes to that less is more. If I don't have as much stimulus happening, mm-hmm. it's like why well, I feel good coming out of a float tank because I got to like process through all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And so the goal is to help people to pour out the cup, to um, remove the things that block you from really truly being who you are and feeling mm-hmm. the way that you want to feel. I understand the whole idea of change in your body and things of that nature but if you get down to the root of it mm-hmm. if I have a conversation and anybody can try to argue with me on this if I sit down with you and I talk to you we're probably going to get to the same uh, foundational reason of why you are augmenting your body mm-hmm. and it comes down to what feeling mm-hmm. I want to feel mm-hmm. XYZ yeah or look feel look yeah well, what does the look do? Yeah, exactly. The look it makes you feel. Yeah, right. The look just drives back down Worthy to the feeling, right? Or better, you know, like you know, all those things accepted. And it's like, well, I, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this because I want to look at like it for me. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, but you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it so you can look like it for you. Mm-hmm. If there were nobody on the planet, would you do it? Yeah, exactly. No, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't care. Yeah. Somebody programmed you to even care mm-hmm. about what you look like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it for me. Mm-hmm. No, that's a that's a myth. You're not doing it for you. Mm-hmm. You you're doing it for you to feel better about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Would you say is that an accurate statement? Yeah, I do. I think with everything, there are always some some stipulations. I think one that comes to my head. And I'm just saying this off because of knowing women or whatever. But there's something obviously that happens to a woman's body after they have a baby. Now, mm. I haven't experienced that, but I'm learning about all of my friends that are having babies where sometimes things go weird after you have a baby and mm. like your body can look dysfunctional. So those are some of the stipulations like I understand. I understand like, that for just sure. Just like feeling comfortable like in a bathing suit or whatever it is. Like when it comes down to like – that kind of thing but if it's like more or less or like who knows like some people have like one boob that's like a size a and one boob that's like a size d or whatever like some of it so i guess i don't know where does the line get drawn yeah. right i don't know where it gets drawn and that's what i'm i thinking. don't know when it got yeah. 
where it got to where it got to. I mean, yeah. But I wonder if we sat and we went into an indigenous tribe and we just observed them. Mm-hmm. I saw this one indigenous tribe. They don't even wash their hair. They they use mud, this red mm-hmm. clay mud, and packed it onto their hair. They don't even know how old they are. Right. Can you imagine that? That would be awesome. I, I want to experience not yeah. knowing how old I am. <laughs> yeah. Because you wouldn't age the same. Yeah. Because there's, there's beliefs that come around aging, you know? Yeah, and energy that comes with it, too. But I wonder how the men and the women view each other, especially if you're walking around and you kind of, you, you're basically naked. naked. Do they think, oh, you got you got saggy boobs. Yeah. Well, they don't wear bras, so yeah. that they, like, probably look at your boobs like, something wrong with your boobs. Why, right. why your boobs are Parky. up like yeah. that? Like, it's not supposed to be sagging. Like, I've seen that new chick. Yeah, She's got she, weird boobs. She's got weird <laughs> boobs, man. She's walking around with these balloons on. Like, we need... We need yeah. saggy. Yeah. Like, that's how their programming is, yeah. you know? Well, and that's that's basically, that's evolution, right? Yeah. So, like, we were, like, we, I don't know, we didn't live in that time. But in that time, okay, like, things were just, there wasn't anything different. So everything was accepted there. And then things started to change a little bit, and people accepted it there. And then mm. things started to change again, and people accepted it there. So when it starts to change, whoever's not, that whatever it changes to well now we have to hurry up and change to that yeah. and now we have to hurry up and change to that and how far does it keep going how much do we have to hurry up and change to whatever the trend is or the way that we're supposed to look or whatever it is you know the new product or anything like how much are how long are we going to keep you're just chasing for the rest of yeah, your life and I, I think that's where that's the only conversation i'm really having about it I really don't care about it in terms of again what you do with your body and in mm-hmm. that regard it's just my brother and my sister like mm-hmm. the happiness won't increase mm-hmm. and like i said how far you go to the point where you you're not even recognizable and that yeah. doesn't just have to be from plastic surgery mm-hmm. that can be from what you bought, you know, mm-hmm. your your possessions and mm-hmm. what you're wearing and how you, you're really puffing yourself up to be mm-hmm. something because you really don't feel like you are something. Right. When you are something. You are something. But you just need to remove the program that's blocking you from being that something. Right. And what it is, it can be, again, our environment is filled with things. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I don't think mental health is just mental. Like, mm-hmm. you're talking about, you know, the toxicity of molds and mm-hmm. mildews and mercuries, that impacts you mentally, emotionally. 100%. I talk about the brain-gut connection all of the time. Yeah. What is it? There is a lot to do with mental health, absolutely, 100%. There's chemical stuff that goes on, but there's also, you know, what's happening in the gut or with the liver or, you know, the gallbladder, where I will literally have clients tell me, like, I was so anxious. My stomach hurt so bad last night. I woke up today. I was so anxious. Like, how does it go from that symptom to that symptom? Because the brain and the gut are so connected. So, of course, exactly what you're saying. Like, mental health is triggered by stress and and mental health issues and chemical imbalance 100%, but is also triggered by your body's health. Mm-hmm. So that you're, that's two elements coming at you, you know? Right. Yeah, very interesting. So you should have a lot of, you have a lot of women who you're working with. Just, I know not just on the, the, the implant thing, but you think, you think you're going to go down that route in terms of helping women to navigate through that process? I'm, I'm talking about it. It may be something that I go back and help, you know, assist my doctor. Like that's something I talked about with, um, you know, for right now, obviously, you know, my focus is so heavily on the gut. Cause when you do like the gut is the root cause of a lot of disease, especially mm. mental health issues. 
And so when I feel like I focus on that, I can target a lot of things like, you know, separating dieting from healing and getting rid of anxiety and acne and all sorts of things that come up. Like all of it is based on the root cause of disease, which is the gut being off. So my focus is going to remain heavily on the gut microbiome and in healing of the gut. Um, but there's you know, spawns. There's there's tree branches mm-hmm. of it. That's the roots. But mm-hmm. like, there's 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 other parts of it. And of course, it is on my intake form because I need to know right. if it's affecting somebody. Now, I know people <laughs> that have breast implants, and and even my friends that are not affected by their breast implants. They don't have health issues. They never had problems getting pregnant. They seem to be doing just fine. So well, right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna push back against that. Yeah, I mean, because if, it's not. Because again. That's how do you quantify that? I'm fine. Yeah. It, yeah. They won't. They won't even. They again. If you don't have contrast, right? You know. Yeah. Oh, before I can, you know, focus. Before I got the implants, I can focus for 20 minutes straight. Now I, I got. I'm at two minutes. Right. Yeah. But I can't make that correlation to that because it's just like, well, no, I don't have any of that that you got going. A lot yeah. of it is denial too. I think a lot of it is denial. I think there's also just a part of certain people's bodies where I think that there's people where they're just not as affected or they, yeah, like the contrast is, as, yeah, I really do. I, I don't really know do. if I believe that. Yeah, because some, some, you're uh, still surgeons, building scar tissue. True. Not everybody does, though. Nobody, so they, they don't, they don't build scar tissue with the implants. Some people are not having the adverse reactions of them. But I think that's adverse reactions of scar tissue. Adverse reactions of having breast implants in your body. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Some people are just. I think there's always a few, right? There's always like a couple percent or whatever. I, I, I think some people may be impacted more. Yeah. I just don't think that they're. Again, if you put something in there, you yeah. just can't. Like I, I had my, I tore my Achilles, right? Yeah. Um, I went through rehab, went through, did a lot of tools that I use. Cool. I don't have pain in my Achilles. Some people, they, you know, they can have scar tissue. They can have all a lot of different issues. But I still have, like, my Achilles is still three times bigger than Mm -hmm. my other one. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. There's still an issue there. There's still a, I can't jump and dunk a basketball right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have to really go and train. But I don't know. I just think that... um, well, I don't think there's no uh, mutants out there where they got the, point, the power of like, oh, well, I, it's in my body and I don't have it the same way. No, you're just not aware of it. Yeah. And again, and maybe not aware of it that you need to take them out. And or, nobody's saying that you got to take them out. But yeah. or or it hasn't happened yet. Yet. Yeah. So, you know, I had my implants in for, I think, almost 12 years. Um, mm. the, the, the FDA's warning originally was 15 to 17 years to get them out or have them re-put it, like taken so out and re-put doing. in. Okay. Um, then it was, uh, 10 years. So now they're trying to work on it being five years. So, which I think will deter people from getting them because who really wants to like. Every five years. Every to... five years have to do a surgery. But so it's oh. getting lower and lower, right? Like these. So, um, most women will get sick. Most women don't get sick right away. They get sick over time, over time right? Yeah. So I was starting my healing journey, and like then I was not getting better. So it was just happening over time. But everybody's so kind of to agree with your point here is everybody's body is going to react in different ways over time. My body started shutting down on it around year nine or ten. Were t- you in the health? 
space at that yeah, point Yeah, I've in been time? in for seven years. Yeah. At that point in time? Yeah, yeah. And you're saying your body was shutting down? Yeah, it's just like I could see, even though I was doing all the things, I could still see that like my health was slowly, steadily declining. I just wonder though that the reason why you were able to have that awareness is because you were doing work. Maybe. If you didn't do work, mm-hmm. maybe maybe you wouldn't even have that awareness. Because yeah. the more that you start to, let's say that, let's say that I'm working on you as a practitioner and you have pain in your low back and I work on your low back. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got your low back good. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, but I got this pain in my <laughs> neck. You didn't feel it before because all your awareness was on. You only back. can focus on one thing mm-hmm. at a time. So right. the more you start doing all this healing work, mm-hmm. You got to the point where the brain is really focusing on a, a, a bigger issue. Yeah. And again, if you cooked in a pot, mm-hmm. yeah. And you don't have contrast. Mm-hmm. Are these people you're talking to? Do they do the same things that you do in terms of health? No. Like, I mean, so it's like mm-hmm. that's why I say I, I'm not really, mm-hmm. I'm not really buying it because if I, I used to have clients come in all the time, and they, I had a doctor, I had a medical doctor here. She swore she didn't have a sleeping issue. Mm-hmm. By the time she did one session with us and she came back the next day, she's like, I didn't even know I had a sleeping issue. Yeah. That's just kind of what it right, is. You right. have zero contrast. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like how, you know, I start to drum up conversations with somebody. Oh, are you experiencing digestive issues? No. I'm like, okay, do you feel bloated on a daily basis? Yeah. <laughs> are you going to the bathroom every day, sometimes twice a day? No. Okay, you have digestive issues. Exactly. <laughs> that And it, th- I'm just saying it just like that because I know that people just aren't aware. Mm-hmm. It's not that, oh, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You may be good, mm-hmm. but it don't mean that you're your best. Right, right. Well, and I mean, just to throw this in there, not everybody cares to feel their best. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so this is my learning journey this year, which is allowing people Mm. to have their own journey to figure out if they want to feel their best or not. Right. (laughs) But the people who listen to this show, they are about wanting to feel their best. That's awesome. I think, you know, I I believe that. Hi to all of you. That's why we're we're (laughs) tuned in. So if if you're going in in your head and you're thinking about, well, I don't have that, then you really got to challenge, do you really not have X, Y, and Z? And again, it's not just about breast implants. It's about just your digestion or how you sleep at night. Right. Or um, your ability to have ability to focus and concentrate, your mm-hmm. mood, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't really think about those things until you place your awareness on it. Absolutely, 100%. So when is when, are, when you at, when do you think you're at full recovery? So, I mean, uh, my doctor says six months to a year. Um, okay. Because, the, you know, my scars are healing really quickly, but it'll probably take about six months to like for them to be pretty invisible. Um, and, you know, there's something, <laughs> this is like a little personal, but there's something that happens to your breast tissue called fluff. Mm. And so that takes time. So I can see them sort of lifting. As like each month passes, um, you know, you massage them every day. And I've I've actually been using um, Touch of Tallow, which is beef tallow. What's that? It's like um, the fat. So it's like mm. they extract the fat <laughs> from mm. the meat and then they turn it into like it's got essential oils in it. Oh, okay. And it fades the scars really quickly and it restores the tissue. Wow, so I've never like heard of that company. before. What's it called? 
touch of tallow is the company or tallow mm. is the is the product from this organic farm. Um, they're just the company I'm using, but there's many companies out there, but many people will use tallow to like heal cuts or mm. um, inflammation or whatever. So I, I'm using that. My doctor was like wowed by my three-month appointment and said like, wow, you're healing really well. But she's like, wait till six months because the tissue is going to keep growing. The tissue is going to keep building mm. and they'll sort of naturally lift on their own. So um, six months to a year, but I'm, I'm back lifting, you know, sort of how I was. I'm carrying stuff up the stairs for my move. Um, my body is back. It's just now aesthetically how the body can continue to heal. And then like my protocol of getting rid of the rest of the toxins from my body, the mold and the, and the heavy metals specifically, mm. which that might take a couple months. Yeah. yeah. Most people do have, uh, the, the same type of toxins in their body though. You know, With, even without, without the implants. implants, like because we're drinking out of plastic bottles, we warm stuff up in the, the microwave of plastic, and mm-hmm. it's just like I just saw. Um, I can't remember where I read it at was showing how much fecal matter, mm-hmm. how much our fecal matter had plastics throughout of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot yeah. of plastics and toxins in food and dyes and you know all sorts of stuff that the body is taking on. Um, I have mold and, and heavy metal stuff going on without all that mm. so that you know the average person and then like most people don't know they're exposed to mold i'm just going to throw this out there because like i was just recently exposed to mold and where i was staying before um that's something you definitely got to get checked if you're in your if you've been in your house for a while and you're experiencing health issues get your house checked for mold because that's mm. like nine times out of ten where a lot of people's health issues are also coming from so, yeah mm-hmm. i think it's, the conversation is around just getting to the bottom of our issues. Yeah, root cause. Root causes um, to help us to be more efficient and effective in how we live our day-to-day life and, you know, living a better quality of life. You know, mm-hmm. this is about, this deepens your quality of life. Yep, You know, absolutely. take removing something. It's not yeah. always about what we put in. It's about what we can take out, take out as yeah. well. And that's where toxins come in. That is mm-hmm. about what we put in and what we eliminate. Yep. If we have an issue of what we're putting in, we got an issue. And we don't eliminate, we got an issue. Right. So it's a it's the harmony and the balance and the flow of it all. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Till next time. La, 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 You've been la, listening la, to the la, Inner la, Wealth la, Podcast la, on EYL. La, la, la. Hey, hey, Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Raz Cass, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. Inner Wealth Podcast. 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 Inner